Welcome to the Detox Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Gwena, certified holistic health coach and detox enthusiast, and I'm here to talk all things detox. Toxins exist in our lives in many forms, from the foods we eat, products we use, people we spend time with, and even the thoughts in our heads. Here we discuss how various toxins may be sapping our energy and vitality, and how we can detox to create a life we love. Each week, we'll discuss everything from nutrition, clean beauty, body image, stress management techniques, career and business, relationships, you name it. Whether it's with a guest or just yours truly, we'll get real, raw, and honest and provide tangible tips to detox all areas of our lives. If you're ready to step into the most vibrant version of you, let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Detox Diaries podcast. Today, we are talking about self-care. So the concept of self-care that we're kind of talking about today is really in the sense of just taking care of yourself. And this term obviously has gotten conflated with ideas of, you know, like spa days and facials, massages, all that kind of stuff, which could obviously be part of it. But today I'm talking about self-care in terms of time that you want to spend on yourself daily, which really should be good chunks of your day to ensure that you are the happiest and healthiest version of you. And many self-care practices are very simple, very basic, and when we're not feeling well, they're the first place that we should check in because they are really typically the first things to be neglected. And instead, when we're not feeling our best, we end up turning to habits that feel comforting, but they end up ultimately perpetuating those bad feelings that we're already experiencing. So just to provide an example, You know, if you are feeling burnt out, overwhelmed, stressed, and just overall exhausted about work, your never-ending to-do list, you know, how you have to take care of your family on top of all of that. I mean, we all obviously have our versions of when we are feeling just like maxed out. And typically what most people turn to in times like that is things like comfort foods or whatever they can grab quickly and easily or alcohol or continuing to just take on more stuff when really you don't have the capacity for it and you should be asking for help. And lots of times we end up just pouring every ounce of energy that we have into caring for other people and not ourselves. Another thing that I see with a lot of clients too is staying up late watching TV because you feel like you deserve to relax and have at least part of your day be fun. But then of course, that just makes you end up feeling more exhausted than the next day. So all of these things for the most part feel good or even necessary in the moment that you're doing them. But again, they just end up perpetuating that same burnout, stressed, exhausted vibe that you're already feeling because basically it results in a combination of lack of sleep, poor nutrition, and stress that you're not properly dealing with, which of course ends up making those feelings even worse than they were and kind of just becomes this whole snowball situation where it becomes even harder than to make the healthier self-care decisions because you're like trapped in the cycle that just feels terrible and like there's no way out. And these, you know, this story is very common and kind of what it ends up boiling down to is some flavor of I don't have time to take care of myself or I have to take care of other people and whatever time is left over is when I'll take care of ourselves. And I think we all know that if we're waiting for leftover time to exist, it pretty much never does. I think for most people, it feels like there's never enough hours in the day and there's always something else that you should be doing instead of actually taking care of you. And 
you know, not that we're really going to get into it in this episode, but I think for a lot of us, we kind of wear busy and stressed out as a badge of honor. I know I did for a really long time. It was like being stressed out and being busy and having so much to do. It like gave me a sense of importance, which, you know, it just kept perpetuating the cycle of feeling like it was like a good thing to be busy and overwhelmed when really it was not a good thing. <laughs> it was not making me feel great. And I was neglecting ways of taking care of myself and not handling my stress appropriately. So if you can relate to any of this, you are absolutely not alone. And we are going to start talking about how we can make some shifts that will make you feel like you can break out of this cycle. And of course, not everyone is in this like disastrous cycle where everything is going wrong, but you might just have like one area that you just can't seem to get out of your way. Like you just can't seem to get your sleep under control and that's having downstream impacts for you or you're trying to work out and you just can't seem to find the time or whatever it may be. It doesn't always have to be this, you know, catastrophized version of things, but I'm sure most people can relate to this to some extent where time or taking care of other people is getting in the way of taking care of yourself. So the first step in really kind of rethinking this whole thing is expanding the definition of what self-care really is. So this will look different for everyone, but one way to approach it is to just make a list of everything that you quote unquote need to do and then also everything that you quote unquote should do because shoulds weigh on us in a big way. They are always in the back of our minds. They definitely contribute to feeling overwhelmed. So really just making this like whole long list of all the things, even if they kind of feel silly, that you feel like you need to do and that you should do. And, you know, this will be a mixture of things. And, you know, whether it's like clean the house, do the laundry, pay bills, you know, start working out, spend more time with my kids, like whatever it may be, you know, be working harder at work, pick up that new project, all of those things, like just get them all out. And then I also want you to add things that I call self-care non-negotiables, which are proper nutrition, enough water, movement, sleep, stress management, and some form of social connection. So after you get this whole list down, you're going to want to go through that list and first look at it kind of with the lens of, okay, How many of these things do I want to do? Because sometimes that reframe can just be really helpful because there are a lot of things that we quote unquote need to do, but we also want to do them. Like at the end of the day, you know, you obviously need to take care of your kids, but I'm sure you also want to take care of your kids. Like whatever those situations may be, just kind of going through that list and maybe putting like a little tick or a highlight on the things that are like, okay, a good chunk of this list, like I want to do you know, I want to work out, I want to do whatever. And that reframe in and of itself can really shift you into recognizing that a lot of these things are self-care. Anything that we're doing for our benefit is self-care, whether or not it is a bubble bath (laughs) or, you know, doing the dishes. It totally depends on the person, but at the end of the day, we want to expand that definition of self-care. And then another thing to look at on this list is, is there anything that you don't actually need to do? And this could be on the original list of the true needs or on the shoulds list, but there are a lot of things that we kind of convince ourselves are necessary. So maybe you are having a too high of an expectation on a specific thing. Maybe you're thinking you need to work out six days a week for an hour. 
and maybe right now you are not working out at all <laughs> or that's in the should column or something like that like really getting real about what is necessary i mean movement is something that we definitely want to put again on those self-care non-negotiables but when i say movement i'm not talking about an hour six days a week if you can do 10 minutes four days a week that's better than nothing so just getting really clear you know other things may be if you think that it's necessary that you know, something like picking up an extra responsibility at work or staying at work until a specific time. Like, honestly, and, and this is, some of this is going to kind of snowball into a really great segue for the guest episode that I have next week about like drawing boundaries and just kind of looking at the reality of our situation and shifting our perspective. But what at work is really necessary? Again, I was the queen of thinking everything was really necessary. And once I really started pulling back on things, I don't think anybody noticed but me that I was putting a different level of importance on so many tasks. And again, I know how annoying it is when someone tells you that and you're in the throes of it, but really just is there anything that you can be like, maybe that's not absolutely necessary and maybe I can just test. If I don't do it for a few weeks, if anybody even knows the difference and it even matters. So this is your opportunity to really get real about what absolutely has to be getting done. And then once you decide on those things, there's, you know, we decided on those things that you actually want to do. And then there's going to be things that you don't want to do. Like I actually, it's funny, and this is what I'm about to explain is I actually don't hate doing the dishes. I, which I always feel like I don't have enough time, which is something I'm still working on, which we're going to chat about too, but I make it an enjoyable experience. Like when I'm cleaning or doing the dishes or doing whatever, I'm listening to a podcast or listening to music and it's I almost like welcome that because it's fun to listen to a podcast that I want to listen to. So can you take those responsibilities or tasks that are need to do's for you that otherwise would not be fun and layer in something fun to just make the experience enjoyable because you're going to do it anyway. So why can't we just have more fun while doing it? So That is something that I recommend with everything. I always say like meal prep, stuff like that. Every time I cook, I listen to a podcast. I have a glass of wine, like, you know, not perpetuating that we need to have a glass of wine for everything. That's my toxic habit. But in general, how can you just make these experiences more enjoyable for yourself? And then once you've kind of decided on that, I'm sure there are some things that you want to change. So obviously we've identified, you know, you're going to keep cleaning your house. You're going to keep doing the dishes. You're going to keep you know, whatever those other things are that you don't necessarily enjoy, but you're just going to make them feel more fun. But then there's definitely stuff on that list that probably right now was sitting in the should column, or maybe it's part of my self-care non-negotiables that you had not been prioritizing previously, that you know that you want to change and that it's important for you to change, for you to start feeling better and really experience that vibrant health, happiness life that all of us are entitled to. And if we can just, you know, get into the groove of it, it's so accessible because it really is so simple. So obviously there are only so many hours in the day. So we need to get clear on our priorities and what matters most to us so we know what we want to start shifting. And just like I talk about all the time is we don't want to be all or nothing about stuff. We don't want to bite off more than we can chew because it's really hard then obviously to stay committed. So if we can just start small and pick something, one thing to get going on. So obviously some things are going to be easier than others, especially ones that are associated with a time commitment because obviously (laughs) most of us, again, feel as though there's only so many hours in the day and they're already jam-packed. 
and everything is kind of like a give or take situation when it comes to our time. But I will just quickly say that drinking enough water doesn't take time. <laughs> so please layer that into whatever the other shift is that you are trying to work on. And if you are like, oh, I don't like drinking water. It's such a struggle for me. I don't know why, or I do know why. Please reach out to me. I would love to chat with you and just help you to shift on that because getting enough water is really like the simplest thing that you can do. And it can have such a profound impact and, and it's not taking time away from anything else. So definitely, again, reach out to me. <laughs> on Instagram at the.detox.diaries. If you want tips for that, I am happy to help. But anyway, back to time. So when it comes to really any of these things, it's, it's really about our beliefs and our commitments. So for example, let's say you want to start leaving work at 5.30 no matter what because you wanna cook a healthy dinner for yourself and your family and you wanna spend quality time with your family. And you wanna do this because you think it's important to spend time with your family and you wanna ensure that you're all getting proper nutrition to support your health. Great, obviously, I'm sure you believe this. It is, all those things are important to you, but it's really not that simple because if that was your only belief, you would already be doing it. So typically what happens is we have these contradicting beliefs or commitments that we've made in our heads without necessarily realizing it, and when they're conflicting with each other and there's something underlying that feels more important to us somehow, not necessarily consciously, but somewhere in there, obviously something else is, is feeling more important because it's making us not do that thing. So for example, your other belief could be that you just have too much on your plate at work, that you would never be able to commit to leaving by 5.30 every day, or you would feel pressure to stay later because no one else leaves at 5.30. And again, this is something we're gonna talk about more next week with um, Michelle on the guest episode, you know, is depending on your situation, and I'm sure she would suggest any situation, you can draw a boundary about when your day ends. As long as, I mean, 5.30 is a completely normal and reasonable time to think that your workday should be ending. Or maybe your job really at six o'clock, so you can bump it to six and still, you know, just eat later, but have that same commitment to coming home, cooking dinner, all of that stuff. Or maybe it's just not possible for you to be able to say that that will happen every day. So can you commit to it being three days a week, which is better than what you're doing now? So just kind of really not just like, you know, throwing out this pretty new commitment that sounds great on paper, but you know that there's there's going to be an obstacle standing in the way of you really committing to it. So instead, really acknowledging what that undercurrent is and working on that belief so that you can truly commit to the first belief and make that change truly in your life. It may sound like I'm talking in circles a little bit there, but hopefully you get what I mean. So another example would be you want to get to bed earlier so you can wake up before work three times a week to work out. So here, your belief is that you want to start working out because you want to improve your mood, your flexibility, you're experiencing joint pain, you know that it'll help with that. But the other belief is, I deserve to stay up late and watch TV after a long day, or I'm just not a morning person, or you know whatever <laughs> different things may be floating around it that is the undercurrent that is contradicting this new belief that you want to work on. And basically, again, what we're really wanting to do is dial into that underlying belief that's contradicting it and amending it in a way where we can make that shift in our lives. And that's why we want to start small, because it definitely makes a commitment, takes a commitment to these specific things 
And that's why we want to start small because, you know, there's, it may, all these things seem simple or maybe they don't, but there's so much happening underneath these beliefs and these commitments and these decisions that we make that keep us stuck in our old ways. And obviously that's the truth or we would have already changed them. So it's being gentle with ourselves throughout this process. And this is why having accountability and support is so, so helpful. And this is what I help my clients with when we work together one-on-one and in group coaching programs is we really dive into those shifts that you wanna make that you know will be beneficial for your health and for your life in general. And then we determine what those different obstacles are, which sometimes are situational things that we can shift, but lots of times are just the things that we're thinking and how we can overcome them to really make lasting change. And you know, with all of this, it's like I always say, it is not all or nothing. Perfection is not at all what we're going for. It's actually a form of negative self-care, which is fueled by a fear of failure. And again, we get into this in the next episode as well. It's kind of perfect that these are piggybacking on each other. So definitely check that episode out coming out next week um, because we go deeper into all of this stuff like perfectionism and rewiring our thoughts and all of that. But again, self-care in general is just not about being perfect at all. It's really about understanding that caring for ourselves is a priority and it's not a chore. It's really for our true benefit. So we feel more pulled towards that at those activities that care for ourselves and make us feel really good. And the thing to just remind us, because it sounds, again, so simple when you say it like that, it's like, well, why wouldn't I do what's right for me if it's so easy? It's not as easy as it should be (laughs) because the comfortable thing will always be easier. Our brain is wired to keep us comfortable. It's wired to more easily and viscerally remember how good it feels to do the comfortable stuff, but not how bad it feels after the comfortable stuff. So our brain like really remembers how delicious that mac and cheese tastes (laughs) and washing it down with that bottle of wine on the couch. And it doesn't really remember how bad we feel about it the next day, whether that is stomach cramps or feeling just exhausted and drained or beating ourselves up or whatever that negativity is. That's not what our brain hangs on to. It hangs on to how good it felt to eat it. And unfortunately, it's the opposite way around when it comes to doing these things that are uncomfortable, like working out or saying no to your boss or whatever that may be. It's our brain remembers how painful the uncomfortable part is very well, (laughs) but less like it's less likely to remember how good it feels when it's over. So I know we're like, oh, our brains are fucking worse (laughs) when we hear this. But again, it's all evolutionarily because our brains want us to be comfortable and do the things that we're used to because that is what is safe and uncomfortable things are scary. It's just unfortunate that the uncomfortable things are what actually perpetuate us being healthy and living our happiest and most vibrant lives. And the other piece of this is that when you are taking care of yourself, it ends up leading to those feelings of actually self-love too. Because when you think about it, we care for the people we love all the time without even thinking twice about it. And we are always last. And when we actually start to prioritize ourselves, it really is like that first stepping stone on the path to actually self-love, which again, sounds so simple, but it really isn't for most of us. So I hope that this was helpful in terms of understanding that 
taking care of ourselves is really, really important. And there are certain things that we can do for ourselves that can make us feel the happiest, healthiest, and most vibrant version of ourselves. And they're nothing crazy. And it's things like drinking enough water and getting proper nutrition. But it's also things like keeping your house clean if that makes you really happy and just allowing yourself to be pulled towards those decisions because it is a form of self-care. And just making the whole process of really life in general and everything that you possibly can as enjoyable as possible because that is the point of all of this <laughs> to be enjoying ourselves that is the point of being here so again if you want support in this and accountability I would absolutely love to work with you you can check out the link um, in the show notes there's you can set up a free consultation where we can chat about your goals and just understand if coaching is a good fit for you you can also check out my website which I'll link to there that describes what one-on-one coaching is like and as always, I would just love to hear from you in general. If you're enjoying the show, you can reach out to me on Instagram at the.detox.diaries and give me a follow if you're not already. I share obviously lots of content just like this on Instagram. And if you're enjoying the show, please share it with a friend or leave it a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you again for being here and I will see you on the next one. Bye.